When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to take a look at the Artemis One launch. So this launch is important for Elon Musk. This launch is important for SpaceX for numerous reasons, because eventually SpaceX will be sending a Starship to the moon. And when Starship goes to the moon, it has to start with the Orion capsule. And the Orion capsule is on top of an SLS rocket, the Space Launch System rocket, which is currently at Pad 39B at Kennedy Space Center in Florida. It is literally the most powerful rocket that's ever been built. Mind you, this is the only one that's actually been built. But once Starship is built and stacked and ready to go, Starship will be the biggest and most powerful rocket ever created in the history of humanity. So Artemis 1 is important because Spaceship Technology has moved so far forward with Starship. SLS is a very reliable way to get people and supplies to the moon. And Starship will be taking those people from the Lunar Gateway, which is an orbiting space station around the moon, to the moon's surface. But our, let's talk about Artemis 1. I'm getting ahead of myself here, because that's an Artemis 4, I believe. Either the Artemis 3, I think it's Artemis 3, where people will go down to the surface of the moon. But Artemis 1, let's talk about that. Because Artemis 1, the SLS rocket right now, is at Kennedy Space Center, pad 39B, and it's going to launch August 29th, 2022, between 8.30 a.m. and 10.33 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, EDT. It's going to be a 42-day, 3-hour, and 20-minute mission. It's a long mission for a space mission that's going to be returning to the Earth. So this rocket is going to propel the Orion spacecraft, which is on top of the SLS, around the moon, and then it's going to come back down to Earth and splash down in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of San Diego. It's going to do a distant retrograde orbit around the moon, approximately 1.3 million miles in this whole trip. That's 2.1 million kilometers and its return speed is ridiculous, 25,000 miles per hour or 40,000 kilometers per hour. And it's going to come back October 10th. So it leaves August 29th, comes back October 10th. That's 42 days, three hours and 20 minutes for this flight of the Orion spacecraft. Now, let's let's fast forward a little bit. When they do the human missions, they have to propel the Orion spacecraft to the lunar orbiter, which I was talking about a little bit before. And when they propel that to the lunar orbiter, it'll dock with the orbiter. The astronauts on board will get out of the Orion spacecraft, go into the orbiter, and then dock with Starship. And then Starship will land the astronauts on the surface of the moon. That's super cool. And that's going to be coming up uh, about probably seven years from now. So this is looking very far forward, but this launch is happening soon. So I thought you would be interested in it. Now, during this flight, Orion will launch atop the most powerful rocket in the world and fly farther than any spacecraft built for humans have ever flown. And over the course of the mission, 
that'll travel 280,000 miles. That's 450,000 kilometers from Earth and 40,000 miles beyond the far side of the moon. And Orion will stay in space longer than any human-rated spacecraft has without docking to a space station and return home faster and hotter than ever before. So there's going to be a lot of firsts here and a lot of records will be set with the Orion spacecraft and also with the SLS because this will be the most powerful rocket that will ever launch up until Starship. So this first Artemis mission will demonstrate the performance of both Orion and the SLS rocket. And it'll test the capabilities to orbit the moon and return back to Earth. And the flight will pave the way for future missions to the lunar vicinity, including landing the first woman and the first person of color on the surface of the moon. And with Artemis 1, NASA sets the stage for human exploration even deeper, not only to the moon, not only to the lunar, lunar surface, but in lunar orbit, in the vicinity of the moon, but also destinations further from Earth, including Mars. So we all think that Elon's going to send the first starship to Mars, but possibly Artemis missions may send the first people to Mars. It depends. Is this a race? Hmm, kinda. Kinda. Uh, will SpaceX and NASA work together to make this happen? Unfortunately, to go to Mars, NASA doesn't need a starship. NASA can use the uh, Orion capsule on top of the SLS rocket and shoot people towards Mars. They can go and do an orbit around Mars and come back down to Earth with just the rocket in just the Orion capsule. So they don't need a starship. But if anything happens and the U.S. government pulls funding for the SLS rocket, they think it's too expensive or something, then NASA could contract SpaceX to do the mission instead. And if NASA sees that SpaceX has shown that they can actually do this for one fiftieth of the cost, Congress will probably say, eh, let's ditch the SLS. SpaceX has got this. Let's save the taxpayers some money. But the SLS rocket is also a jobs program. Tens of thousands of people have worked on this. Decades of work. So it's pumping money into the economy by just having this rocket being built. And they're going to build numerous rockets. They're going to have a lot of different rockets and different sort of uh, propulsion techniques and bigger block sizes than the first one. So it's going to be a continuing, ongoing rocket building fiesta, if you will. <laughs> it's an extravaganza of rockets, these SLS rockets are. But this one, the Artemis One, will blast off from Launchpad 39B at NASA's modernized spaceport at Kennedy Space Center. It'll be propelled by five or a pair of five segment boosters and four RS-25 engines. The rocket will reach the period of greatest. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days, and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive 
and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15 day, no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9 to 5 Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Atmospheric force within 90 seconds. That's max Q, maximum dynamic pressure will happen within 90 seconds. Now, if you want a max Q shirt, you can go to starshipshirts.com. That's our merch store. If you want to support the show, if you want to support the podcast, go to starshipshirts.com and pick up a shirt. Um, you know, they're really super high quality. I'm really excited about them. I wear them all the time. I just wear them around and I get compliments on them. People ask me, hey, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get that? And I say, starshipshirts.com. I own it. <laughs> you know, My friend Neil uh, is the designer, so I can't say I'm all in on it. On my with myself, Neil's a partner in this, so we do this together. He designs, I help out other ways. So, starshipshirts.com. If you want to get a Max Q shirt or hat, if you're into hats or anything else, we have all sorts of different stuff and all sorts of Starship themed stuff and Elon themed stuff. So, these rocket boosters, let's get back to that. Solid rocket burst boosters, they'll burn through their propellant and separate after about two minutes. And the core stage and the RS 25s will deplete propellant in approximately about eight minutes. So after jettisoning the boosters, service module panels, and launch abort system, the core stage engines will shut down and the core stage will separate from the spacecraft, leaving the Orion attached to the interim cryogenic propulsion stage, the ICPS, and that will propel it towards the moon. And that's what this mission is all about, going around the moon and coming back down to Earth. And as the spacecraft makes an orbit of Earth and deploys its solar arrays, the ICPS will give Orion the big push that it needs to leave Earth's orbit and travel towards the moon. And this maneuver, known as a translunar injection, precisely targets a point about the moon that will guide Orion close enough to be captured by the moon's gravity. And that's how you have to orbit the moon. And Orion will separate from the ICPS about two hours after launch. And the ICPS will then Deploy, this is another cool part of this mission. It's going to deploy 10 small satellites known as CubeSats along the way. And there's 10 different experiments that go on here. And the outbound trip to the moon will take several days, during which time engineers will evaluate the spacecraft system. Orion will fly about 60 miles above the surface of the moon at its closest approach, and then use the moon's gravitational force to propel it into a distant retrograde orbit. 
and that'll be about 40,000 miles past the moon. This distance is 30,000 miles further than the previous record set during Apollo 13 and the farthest in space any spacecraft built for humans has flown. So for its return trip, Orion will get another gravity assist from the moon as it does a second close flyby. It'll fire its engines at precisely the right time to harness the moon's gravity and accelerate back towards Earth, setting itself on a trajectory to re-enter the planet's atmosphere. It's coming back down to Earth at this point. The mission will end with a test of Orion's capability to return safely to Earth. And Orion will enter Earth's atmosphere, traveling at about 25,000 miles per hour. That's 40,000 kilometers per hour. Earth's atmosphere will slow down the spacecraft to a speed of about 300 miles per hour. So think about this. You're going 25,000 miles per hour. You have to go through the atmosphere. And it's going to be about 5,000 degrees on the heat shield of the Orion spacecraft. And while you're traveling 25,000 miles per hour, you slow down to 300 miles per hour. So they're testing the heat shield's performance as this happens. And once the spacecraft has passed its extremely heating phase of flight, the forward bay cover that protects its parachutes will be jettisoned, and Orion's two drogue chutes deploy first at about 25,000 feet, that's 7,600 meters. And within a minute, they slow Orion down to about 100 miles per hour before being released. They're followed by three pilot chutes that pull out the three main chutes, which will slow Orion's descent to less than 20 miles per hour. So you go from 25,000 miles per hour to 300 miles per hour to 100 miles per hour to 20 miles per hour. It's a rapid slowdown of this, and then they're going to have to recover it. So they're going to be doing a precision landing with an eyesight of the recovery ship off the coast of San Diego, California. And the recovery team, led by NASA's Exploration Ground Systems Program at Kennedy, will be responsible for safely recovering the capsule after splashdown. The interagency landing and recovery team consists of personal um, well, personnel sorry, and assets from the U.S. Department of Defense, including Navy amphibious specialists and Air Force weather specialists and engineers and technicians from Kennedy, Johnson Space Center in Houston, and Lockheed Martin Space Operations. A whole gamut of people will be there. This is a huge mission for NASA, a huge mission not only for NASA, but also for human spaceflight in general. So before the splashdown, though, the team will head out to sea in a Navy ship. And at the direction of the Navy recovery director, Navy divers and other team members in several inflatable boats will be cleared to approach Orion. And divers will then attach a cable to the spacecraft and pull it by winch into a specifically designed cradle inside the ship's well deck. And this vessel will transport the spacecraft and other hardware to appear at U.S. Naval Base San Diego to transport it to Kennedy Space Center in Florida. So the major mission that's happening is the Artemis One mission, and it's a precursor to future Starship missions that will be landing people on the surface of the moon. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Again, if you want to support the show, StarshipShirts.com. And if you're new here, please hit the subscribe button.
if you like Starship, if you like Elon Musk, if you like Tesla, if you like The Boring Company, if you like technology in general, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Take care. Bye-bye.